In association with the Omniverse Comics Guide, this is the Cave of Solitude, your pop culture and comic book podcast coming to you from all over the world. I'm your host, Eric Anthony, and this is episode 294. Boom, we're back. Comics Speakeasy. Eric Anthony, Dave Molyneux, Omniverse Comics Guide, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the Omniverse Comics Guys. That's right. That's what that that's it. Not even guy, guys. <laughs> Works. How's it going, buddy? We, need to, we can rebrand again. I'm good, dude. Are you? I've had better days, but I'm happy to be chatting about things that I like with a pal. Yeah. That's where it should be, man. Where it should be. There's whiskey for this episode. How's that? Oh, I've, I've got black currant. <laughs> Tea? <laughs> that would probably be more stronger and interesting than, than what I've got. Drinking like a five-year-old. I'm not drinking a five. That sound. But let's cut this bit. <laughs> I'm leaving it all. <laughs> leaving it leaving all. the evidence there. Everything. Here he is. Come get him. How? What's new with you? How's it going? Um, yeah, all good, all good, just, um, um, <laughs> I don't know, I, I, do you know what, I think our recent conversations about Valiant have, have given me a terrible habit. Yeah, I, I yeah. feel so bad, because I really got you going, getting excited to find the stuff, there's nothing better than a comic book um, collector having something to hunt, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a massive part of it. And when you find something else, like when you find something worthwhile to hunt and you and you say to yourself and you kind of count the cost, like, hmm, let's do it. I don't count the cost. <laughs> well, yeah, but you, you count the cost in the sense that you're like, um, you know what? I'm going in. I'm going for it. Let's do it. It's it's a slippery slope. It's a step- so slippery <laughs> that I've already put together a reading order for Valiant to read all the way through. Oh, um, God bless you. <laughs> you I nerd. can't help it. <laughs> I love it. I can put stuff in order. Yay! This is the whole purpose of my life. Yeah, and and when I when I see the stuff that you like, sorry to to cut in on it, but it makes me feel like you would have instead of continuing with Marvel after you know Avengers vs X Men, and then into like finally calling it off by Secret Wars. I feel like. Valiant was doing the stuff that a fan like yourself or myself appreciate. Yeah, I'm starting to really see that. I um, hope you like it. I'm sure I will. The thing is, I've read some of it before, and I really liked some. I wasn't sure about other stuff. I was in a weird spot anyway, because like I wasn't sure I wanted to get into another universe type thing. But the whole setup is different with Valiant. It's, for the most part, it's quite separate. Um. So you don't feel obliged to buy everything? Right. And I think that's what makes it more appealing. Well, for me, I've told this story many times, but they made, uh, at Fan Expo, they made it so appealing to want to just get an appetizer that all of the appetizers you tried, as far as like a volume one of their you know new, new relaunch, they were all good. Good to great. Where you just felt, if I continue this, I'm going to like it now. 
and you didn't have to buy into everything. Like you didn't, that was the cool part. It's like, I don't have to, but it's almost like it's a safe bet to say the Mm. least. But again, that's my, that's my taste. Everything I've recommended to you, it's 50, 50. And I'm like, geez, I'm happy he didn't buy Moon Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that hurt to get through. That was just, there was no payoff. For, for Moonlight. It's a shame. The thing is, like, the art on that Lemire Smallwood series is incredible. His layouts are amazing. There's nothing wrong with Jeff Lemire's writing. It's just Marvel trying to have its cake and eat it in terms of, like, have we started again? No. It's funny, like, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were saying they started talking about the DC Marvel thing. They're going, yeah, but DC keeps starting again. It's like, well, Marvel never restarted. They're like, well, they kind of are restarting at the minute, but they're doing it in these tiny increments. Or a lot of people don't really notice. Yeah, but it's not. It's in a weird place right now. It might as well be post crisis. Haven't learned our lesson yet. DC. Yeah, and it's it's a we talk about this a lot, but that's okay because we talk a lot. But <laughs> they're reprinting so many things that make you feel. I'll give that a try if I can do a cover to cover experience of like I I um you're talking about your Valiant purchases. I, for some reason, maybe because it was late at night and I wasn't thinking straight, or maybe because it was a good deal, I bought two Doctor Strange omnibus. Both were 50 bucks, which isn't, which isn't a bad thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was 40, yeah. 41% off on each of them. One was the Jason Aaron, Chris Pachalo run, and the other was the original Steve, uh, Steve Ditko, Stan Lee run. And I said... If you're ever going to give it a try, you might as well. These are two good points. One is the very, yeah. very beginning, and one is like kind of that soft relaunch to kind of prep you for a movie universe, perhaps. Well, very much yeah. so, right? <laughs> yeah. So I said, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. There's definitely things on my shelf where I can see, I'm like, well, that can go now, and I can probably part ways with this now to make room for something that is one classic. And hopefully quality. Hello? No, that's cool. Oh, there you are. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm there. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing. Like, In terms of making room and jumping about and doing it. Yeah. Because, again, like going back to the, the Valiant thing and whether you've restarted or not, I think like I've gone back into Injustice again because I've kind of left it a bit too long hmm. since year one. And that is not even a shameless restart. It's just like a separate universe. Boom. And I've jumped back in and I'm, I'm loving it. It's way better than year one. Like oh. So much better than year one. Yeah, that's good. I remember reading the second trade or I guess the next 12 issues and being, being very impressed. Like this is going well. Like this is a must continue this. Yeah. I'm happy. You like it's it. good. I, know, I like it. I like it a lot. I like, I like just having something I know it's got an ending, which is kind of again what we were talking about last week: beginning, middle, and end. But it's it's the mainstream, but it's it's got its own thing going on, and it's yeah, I'm I'm, I'm loving that. So it's, I think just jumping around between little universes at the moment is is good fun. Yeah, I agree. I've been doing that with. I took your, I copied, um, I copied you because you don't read just one thing all the way through as far as like an omnibus is concerned. You split it up: a little bit of this, let me get a chunk; a little bit of that, get a chunk. I'm like, I like that. It's nice to break it up a little bit. So I yeah. I started doing that reading uh, Jason Aaron's Thor run, which 
I didn't know when the movie was coming out. I know this sounds like bullshit, but I just I bought it, and when it came, I got pretty excited to just crack it open and, and get right into it. And I finished it, I think, a day before or a week before the movie. But while I was reading uh, that, I was also reading Wonder Woman from Brian Azzarello. I'm not sure why I felt like they were good back and forths. To like, gods. Yeah, I think it's the whole gods. Whole gods the, thing, isn't it? Yeah, that sort of one is with the Greek, one is with the Norse, and you've got the strong female character. You know, Orion is there, kind of like a Thor, so mm-hmm. in a way. Like, it was just felt easy to go back and forth, get something different enough to cleanse your palate, but not have go too far astray where you're like, well, I don't want to read that again. So right now I'm doing um, Thunderbolts Volume 1 and JSA oh. Volume 1. And which one? Sorry, JSA? Yeah, JSA Volume 1. Right. Oh, man, I'm really envious of you reading that. I've started JSA Volume 1 as well. Um, so I happen to have hit that point in my DC read through, but I've not gotten to JSA. I've only read the JSA Returns thing. Desperate to get into that. But Thunderbolts. So did you read Thunderbolts when it came out? Wasn't. Had no idea about them back in '97. If it was 1997, I was buying Superman Blue. Oh wow! Of course, yeah, yeah. I was 14 years old, and I had just enough change scrounged up to get on board with Superman. And that happened. And I'm wow. like, I guess this is what I'm reading. I wouldn't have known to read anything else. <laughs> you don't need to apologize. No, I don't. I, I'm not. I liked it. Like, to me, it was still comics. I'm like, wow, the story continues. Yeah. So I just, I got the fix I wanted. Now I realize, like, man, this could have been avoided. <laughs> not better. Uh, it could have been avoided. But whatever. It exists. <laughs> it's a thing. It exists. This is true. Actually, I kind of wish they'd collect the blue era in a proper chunky book. They started and then they gave it up because they're like. Well, it was quite thin. That's the problem with DC because when they do, when they start thin, you're going like, are we going to get three, four volumes of this or are we going to get just like two? Come on, just. Do I the whole bet thing. you that that would have a following in the omnibus. Yeah. If they printed that all. Where you can read it in one spot, I bet you yeah. people would be like, "Yeah, I'll do that." Yeah, why not? I thought people are doing it with the Clone Saga, and people allegedly hate the Clone Saga, but I don't think they I bought th- four omnibus editions. Or whatever it is. I think even more, right? Because so, you've got the first portion. I think it was three. two a piece. I think it was the Clone Saga volumes one and two, and then the Ben Riley Saga volumes one and two. I think you're right. Yeah, that's so it right. was. Yeah, fairly. I mean, that's quite a lot to buy yeah. otherwise it is a lot something of deeply unpopular i know right everything's got its fans dude i yeah i think so every character every storyline got its fan yeah that i guess the the equivalent would have been superman blue to the clone saga maybe maybe clone saga's yeah better. clone saga's better <laughs> there's stuff there's some stuff <laughs> there's, there's probably know. more highlights in the clone saga than superman blue yeah they're always trying to refresh that character, right? They're they're trying to find different ways to crack the mold and do something unique. I thought that was kind of cool in the... Uh, have you read any of it? Yeah, I ran out just before the Millennium Gods. I just bought Millennium Giants, and um, I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> um, but I recently, funny enough, I picked up from just after that storyline, 
with Action 750 onwards, and it's the King of the World storyline. So basically, it's preempting stuff like, um, well, Injustice. And it's basically Superman takes over the, it's Superman just, just taking over everything and, and controlling everything. Just it basically becomes a control freak. Um, yeah. It's probably not doing it justice, <laughs> but no pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, it becomes and it basically the the Justice League have to try and stop him because he's he's not so much ruling the world, but the storyline is king of the world. It's like he's basically just being Superman one hundred percent of the time. Right. And he's you know he's forgotten Lois pretty much. He's like emotionally devoid. So you're going like, what's going on? But you've got Stuart Eminem writing and drawing it. Um, Doug Monkey. Is, is drawing some of it. Um, uh, Dan Jurgens is writing some of it. It's it's like there are still a fair some some pretty cool creators on it, right? Um, but it's just got its up and ups and downs. But I mean, the thing is, if they did that as a collective mission, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's cool. Um, is there an artist that? Over the years, you, at first you didn't really care for their style, and then over the years it was like more and more like, I think I really like this guy now. It just clicked yeah. for me. It's Doug Monkey. Uh huh. I could see that, but I think his I think he's improved a lot as well. Perhaps, yeah, for sure. I mean, you would always imagine if a person sticks to their to their craft and works at it, they're going to get better. Yeah. But it was a time where when he would be drawing Green Lantern, because I remember Van Skyver and Car- uh, no, it was was it Carlos Pacheco? Carlos Pacheco was not on Green Lantern. He, was, he did it briefly. He was Carlos on Green Pacheco. Lantern. I'm confusing him with Bachalo. Yeah, you're right. He just had oh, pa- Pacheco. Pacheco, yeah. Sorry. I think yeah. I think it's Carlos Pacheco. Um, Van Skyver. Sometimes you get a Doug Monkey, and then Ivan Rice. Yes. Right? Yeah. And over the years, I, I never cared for the Doug Monkey issues, but now I prefer them. I'm like, yeah. Oh. I like when he's, I just, I don't know. He's kind of like the, I always try to make, because he doesn't do much Marvel. No, I can't think of much that he's done off no. the top of my head. No. And I sometimes compare like, uh, there's a there's usually artists who are always on one side of the street, if you will, and they become very synonymous. I guess John Romita Jr. like when he was doing DC, it was like just stop, just go back. You're in the wrong universe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I love it, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't feel right. Yeah, it, it felt like a really good artist in it, almost like in a metaphorical way, like. Imagine if you get, you found yourself in a different universe, but you're still a comic book artist there, but you got to work for the other company. That's what he did. It felt very yeah. like you you jumped universes. You're in a different dimension. Go back. Let's find a way back. <laughs> and then when he did go back, he's on Spider Man, which is like, oh, good. Just Made it sound like he was Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. Yeah, that's what it kind of felt like, a little bit. I was happy. I was excited. I'm like, that's so cool. John Romita's drawing Batman. He's drawing Superman. Like, yes. And then you realize, like, we don't need that. I quite I like his, I like how his Batman looks. The problem was, 
it was on All Star Batman yeah. with Scott Snyder, and it was terrible because Batman had the most ridiculous um, bat props. Basically, like he's got he's got weapons hidden in his chest in case someone happens to, to like. Oh come on! It was like every every single possible impossible contingency. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> the story is stupid. It get, it got to a point. I feel, and maybe I'm harsh, but like. I think sometimes a writer can overwhelcome his stay with a character. Yeah. And I think Scott Snyder really overwelcomed his stay with Batman. Yes. He's definitely changed the character probably, and this is maybe hyperbolic for me to say, but probably more than anyone since Frank Miller. And it's not for the better. Maybe Grant, did Grant Morrison? I haven't read the Grant Morrison one yet. Yeah, I would say that's a fair, that's fair. Graham Morrison did really, you know, he put his teeth into the character. But I feel like Snyder with the whole death metal and the... Oh, no, that was too much. It's, it's it, He made like a, a Batman multiverse. And it's not... That's the... It's like he went too far. Yeah, he made Batman a villain. Yeah, I haven't read any of it. I don't. I don't plan to. It's bad. Yeah, I got, I got, I think I was good after Endgame. His, uh, yeah. his, his storyline, Endgame, and it would have been interesting to see someone bring Bruce back. That would have been an interesting way to jump onto the character. I killed him. You figure out how to bring him back or uh -huh. do something, because I didn't like what he did after that. I can't really remember it. The, the bunny rabbit. Yeah, Bunny Rabbit Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, Bunny Rabbit Gordon. Yeah, nothing. Bunny Rabbit Gordon. If if you haven't read that story. Bunny Rabbit Gordon's going to make it sound way more intriguing than it deserves. It, should, it was just a weird choice to put him in a, like, everything about it. Maybe it was good. I just stopped reading it. I'm like, I don't want to continue with this. Thank you very much. But um, there's nothing about it that makes me like, I should finish that up. I'm good. Uh -huh. with, with Year Zero, the end of Year Zero, thank you very much for coming out. <laughs> I will read the Tomasi run from here on. <laughs> oh, I'm happy to make it. Yeah, happy. I think like yeah, the first half is definitely the strongest. I'm a real the, the I'm, Mr. Bloom thing, whatever it was, was like what the fuck, what the fuck is this? Yeah, this isn't scary. It's not. What is this? Yeah, it was his penchant, I guess, for horror. Right? He's a big horror guy. It just didn't work. No, it didn't work. But I'm being a real bitch today, so pardon me. But I need That's to. Just, right. I just need to get it out. Sometimes you just need we to switch it up. Yeah, sometimes you just need to piss on everything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Is you, that like a territorial? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> get off my lawn! <laughs> Ruining everything, you damn kids. Um, you had this is this was supposed to be our part two of your fastball special. Shout out to Martin Slam Duncan fastball special questions. <laughs> Right? I don't Can know if you still it? want to give it a... Yeah, let's give it a shot. And you want to know, I think... Oh, I had it in my head. The answer to your first question that you asked me about um, what oh. I would want to have continued in yes. a comic book form. And I've been having the toughest time with it. You're still thinking about it? I've, been, I've actually been thinking about it. Yeah. And I can't... And I'm thinking to myself, what's a story that I wouldn't mind having continued that I had from like maybe childhood? And I'm like, maybe a, like a, the Mighty Ducks 
Disney movies or the <laughs> Sandlot. I'm trying to think outside of superhero or some sort of space opera sort of. I don't know. I couldn't. I don't know. No. I still. I'm still Nothing on it. Miss. I'm still on it. I'm gonna come back to it. Okay. Deal. But, but I'm no, thinking Ulysses 31. That could have been a good one. What's that? Do you ever have a Ulysses 31? Ulysses 31. No. Yeah, no. I don't think so. It was a. It was weird. Look it up. It's really weird. It was kind of cool. It was like an American, Japanese. I think it was. No, was it like a European Japanese animation companies worked together to make it like a sci-fi version of, um, the Odyssey. Hmm. It's really random. But had it had the most amazing theme tune of any cartoon of the eighties. Don't know it. Oh, did you damn. did you ever have Brave Star? Yeah, Brave Star was fantastic. I, I love that he said uh, "Speed of the Puma." I would like to see that in a comic book. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Modernized or just continued then? Let's modernize it, but let's okay. give it. Let's give it like. Let's build that universe because that was some cool stuff. I liked it. I really wanted the toys. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it was so close to He Man. Yeah. And I kind of had a lot of He Man toys. You, oh, did, were you a, were you a Masters of the Universe fan? Yeah, I had tons. Oh, so that that sucks that you didn't like the comic book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I look oh, well. at it. I look at it on my shelf shelf sometimes, and I'm like, that would be a fun getaway. Just a dumb, fun getaway, and I'm I'm happy that I've kept it. I I almost immediately regretted trading in my new Warriors omnibus. Did you? I did. I didn't think I would read it again, but as as I'm reading um, Thunderbolts, yeah, and I'm looking at the Mark Bagley artwork, I'm like the artwork though. I know. And Fabian's writing is great. Don't get me wrong. It was just something that was of its time. Right. And so I wasn't, that's the thing they team up again in volume two. Yeah. And yeah. and it's I think that run is better than the Busiek. Busiek. I can never say his name. Busiek. I think it's Busiek. I can never I can never say his name and I'm not gonna try anymore. But him <laughs> that's a great run, that initial bit, thirty three issues, I think, or thirty two, yeah, three yeah. issues of Thunderbolts. And then and when he left, I thought it's just not gonna be as good. It gets better. Yeah, I heard that. So I, I bought the, uh, again, the, the New Warriors off the strength of the creative team because I like both people involved in it. And I did like it. I did enjoy it. It just be, it really becomes that cutthroat thing of space. Yeah. That's that's really what it all comes down to and, and me saying to myself, what would I want to read again? Yeah, that's got to. That's the thing. I kind of want to accumulate enough to pass on to my kids who will probably never even want to touch them but you know it makes me feel good it gives, gives me a sense of purpose uh, I feel um, you I get it but yeah I don't know I, I don't want to leave them with crap yeah right and that's what I said to my I go I tell my wife all the time they're all yours if if ever you inherit it this is how if you want to start at Iron Man this is the way you navigate through to be in order uh-huh. right that's cool. So I've I've made it so that like this is a timeline. Both shelves. This is your timeline. These books here are from this time. This is from there. And all it's all good. Like I was like everything I've kept now. <laughs> At least I think so. <laughs> so 
It's good that we're preparing for death. This is making us feel better. I told you I'm a bitch today. Let's do the top 10 questions. Let's have some fun. All right. Here we go. Are you ready for um, question I? Yes. Here it comes. I'm trying to keep it more comic related because I kind of veered off a little bit. I like time, that, so. though. That, that's fun. We got to get the pop culture stuff in. We, we do. This is true. So, number one, which comic character's gravi- gravity-defying hair would you most like? Gravity-defying hair. Trying to think who's got as soon as you said it, characters came to my head, and then I immediately forgot. What is the guy from New Warriors? The speedball. Speedball. He's got some cool. Would you like that? That little that's gravity (laughs) defying, right? Who would you consider to be gravity defying? I've got a bit. I've always and it's a really obvious answer, but I've always wanted Wolverine's Uh, hair. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And then when your hair gets a bit long and I've got a bit of beard and I shave off the middle and I've got the Wolverine chops. And I try and get the hair. How did no? It doesn't work. I end up looking like Hugh Jackman at the start of X Men Two. Do you remember that bit at the start of X Men Two when he first appears and you go like, "Oh no, <laughs> what have I done?" It's so funny that he pl- that he plays a character that he's so perfect for, yet completely the wrong size. Yeah, and everything. Totally. Yeah, it's so funny. He's too pretty. Yeah, well. but you all. You, it's almost like he's. He's a pretty good Wolverine. He's Wolverine. He really is. Mm-hmm. And you realize, but he's like eight inches too tall, but too bad. Change it. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. It works. And and the thing is as well, like uh, over time, whereas initially they had that gravity defying hair for him, by the later films, they just went, ah, fuck it. <laughs> he can just have his own hair. Yeah. Wolverine's a good pick. I'm trying to think of other characters whose hair is gravity-defying. That's probably a lot of uh, manga characters. Yeah, that's true. So what comes to... Excuse me, got a hiccup. What comes to... Excuse me again. Right <laughs> Let's try this. What comes to mind is Speedball, because he's he. it's part of like his design. Whenever yeah. he's moving, his hair is like trailing behind, right? And catching uh-huh. up. So yeah, I'll go with Speedball. That's a good choice. Actually, another good one would be Storm. Yeah. 80s, 80s mohawk, mohawk Storm. Because actually, yeah. I, I mean, I had a mohawk for a bit, but it didn't It didn't do that. I was so disappointed. It just... <laughs> I just love all of the different nail varnish and mohawks and like all the different stories you have of Dave's. <laughs> <laughs> You're hilarious. Yeah, let's go Speedball. <laughs> Speedball's a good choice. I like it. Uh, okay, then question two. What film... Oh, it's not comic-related. So mm. What film have you been meaning to watch for over ten years? It would have previously been Hellboy. I never, right. I never watched Hellboy up until... two months ago? I, oh, wow. That is really recent. Yeah, really recent. So I don't know so if that would count. That's the... the what was his name? Played him. Oh boy, the same guy who played uh, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought he was just right. And I don't. Yeah. I don't know Hellboy as a character very well, but in my head, I always see Ron Perlman. Well, that's who. Um, I think that was the, the the thing with it was when I'm having a real name block. So the director, Del Toro. Yes, Del Toro. 
he was talking to Mike Mignola and he basically said, like, I want to make Hellboy, but I think we're going to have a disagreement over who should play Hellboy. And Mignola goes, like, yeah, I, I know who I want to play him and I don't think we're going to agree on it. Turns out they both agreed and it was, it was Ron Perlman. That's great. So they got the Hellboy. It's just a shame the rest of it didn't quite work. I mean, some did. Some parts did. Some didn't. But I think it's the stylized art that's very difficult to get that same feel. Yeah. And it made me it made me appreciate the mythos of the character. Like enough to be like, I, I would read this little universe that Mike Mignola's created. Yeah. But I also felt um that pe- that there was something that like, nah, this isn't this is different. This is a little yeah. different from the images and the sort of feel and the, the the way it's inked in the comics. This is very much a Guillermo del Toro um, sort of... It's like Tim Burton doing Batman. Like, you're the right guy, but it's also very much your movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, other than that, though, I have been meaning to watch Ex Machina. I don't know if that's a 10-year-old movie. Oh, I don't know if it's 10 years. It might be. Might be, I'm not sure. but I don't... I have seen it, but I, I think I saw it about 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of... Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but I've been definitely meaning to watch Ex Machina. Do you know if it's 10 years old? Is that Eight qualified? years. Ah, it's a sneaky peek. Just under. I'm sure there's yeah. something else, but, but as far as like when I think of movies that people would have assumed I've watched... Because it's yeah. a comic book related, and I hadn't watched Hellboy. I don't even. I've never read Hellboy. How about that? You got the box set, though, didn't you? Didn't you? Very close, but I have them oh. all digitally. Like I've purchased all of that set. I have it, and I've been meaning to read it. I want to. I'm going to. It. Sometimes I just need that. That sort of like impetus. Like we're doing a book yeah. club, or you know. I don't know. I'm interviewing Mike Mignola. Wow, that'd be cool. But, <laughs> when, when's that? Yeah, put that out Tune there. In. Um, yeah. How about you? Do you have any? Uh, the Life Aquatic I've been wanting to see. for. I, I bought the DVD and everything. And you haven't watched the DVD? I still haven't watched it. It's on DVD and I haven't watched it. That's how long I've had it. Although I also bought um, Apocalypse Now Redux. As, that was my first DVD. And I bought that in 2004. So it's like the double length version of Apocalypse Now. So it probably lasts a week. Um, and I've never watched it. I've never watched Apocalypse Now. I've never watched Platoon. I think I've watched Jaws once. I have a lot oh. of gaps for a person who's nerdy about stuff. Yeah. And, and like gets very detail oriented. There's so many things where even my wife's like, you've never watched that? Well, I'm watching it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with a guy that did that all the time. Mr. Guy, how, how, how can you not have seen that? Or how could, it's when I don't like it. That's when I'm like, how can you not like Back to the Future? Like, it just never resonated with me. How, but you can, let's just not know. Like, no, it's okay. It's fine. You can still like it. Dave, you don't like Back to the Future? Oh, no. <laughs> I kept that from you. <laughs> You've kept that from me. I'm crushed. <laughs> Podcast is over. We can't be friends. That's so funny. It, you know what? I, I do have to say this in the middle of our uh, 
10 question thing. I really appreciate how respectful you are when I say stuff about things that you just despise and you just <laughs> smile. Because I oftentimes I'm like, I wouldn't have known how much you hate something until I see a review. And I'm like, has he been waiting all this time to just, <laughs> this sucks. Because <laughs> you're be so fair, kind like, to me. For the me. most part, I'm quite indifferent to things if I'm not really keen. But every so often, something will just trigger me. So I think people really focus on me not liking things. But um, I think it's because when I don't like it, it seems just like an out-of-the-blue tirade of contempt and vitriol spewing from from me. But I like the I like the honesty. Like you come I come to expect it. And I'm genuinely interested. I never know what what you're gonna think about a book. And I like that. So when you like it, it makes me more like, oh I gotta look why does he like this so much? I'd like to know why. You, you know, there was um a guy that we were that we were chatting with on the uh, OCG Instagram page, uh, read reads reads. Yes. And his reviews when I was reading them, there's a lot of reads in this. <laughs> it was reminding me of like the way I felt when I would read your reviews before we had ever podcasted together because I was he was doing it in little spurts with uh, Miss Marvel, and yeah. then he was giving reviews and I was reading it somewhat along at the same time. And then he read past me, or he read up to the point where I had read up to. And I'm like, I'm waiting to see how he reacts to this set of issues when I drop the book. I intend to finish it, but I remember I dropped it at this point. I'm like, this is annoying. And he felt the same way. And it wasn't so uh -huh. much that, that it was like, yeah, we're in agreement. It was the fact that he was honest about it. Yeah. And, I, and I, it makes me want to see more of your reviews. When yeah, you're honest about what you like. I've seen a lot of YouTube videos with people talking about, I mean, you can get all the people that hate everything and like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, but it's the people that kind of go, this is great. And this is why it's great. And this is all my opinions are the same things you've heard from a lot of other people. And you think like, how much of this is you and how much of it is you wanting people to click on your video or, or whatever, you know, I just, it just doesn't feel honest. And there's no emotion in it. And you kind of go, yeah. You know, you can tell. I just think, like, just be honest. Because you don't have to You don't have to like everything. You don't have to hate everything. Just be honest and know what you feel. That's why I don't generally read reviews before I read a book. Mm, I always do. I just, I think it's more, if, it, if I'm completely new to a, a, a pro, not a product, but like a IP. Yeah. What's a good place to start so that I don't hate it? Like, I don't want to read something that will make me not want to read it again. Yeah. So where's a good place to start and what can I expect? So, like, for instance, bringing back the Doctor Strange thing yesterday, I don't particularly like Lee and Kirby or Lee and Ditko. Right. If I were to be How honest. How come? What, what puts you off with Lee and Ditko? N nothing other than the fact that it's be before my time and it reads a certain way. Yeah. I, and I like Ditko as when he's on Spider-Man, as he goes on, I enjoy right. it more and more, but it's not my go-to Spider-Man. Like I would rather see John Romita Jr. Artwork. That's just me. Yeah. Written by Roger Stern. That's not because it's better. It's just in my head. That's what I know. Yeah. 
it's your era and it feels right. Mm-hmm. Or even if it's not your era, but it feels like an era that you're just comfortable with. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's right. And I love all of the stories that Lee and Ditko did because it's like the foundation of what everyone else builds off of. But I said, let me let me try this Doctor Strange because it was a lot of Ditko really just going at it with the psychedelic yeah. stuff. And just to study the art and to see what he was doing and how he... I think he this book meant a little more to him if I understand his history a little bit. Uh, so I'm like, let me let me get a taste of this. Because it sets the table of what the... And it's 18 issues, kind of like what the Silver Surfer uh, Volume 1 is like. So it's un- right. it's pal- like it's enough. Like I'll it's, reach- it's pretty short. Yeah. yeah, it's short. So 400 and... F- almost 500 pages it's definitely readable yeah it's it's a fairly concise read i think and he kind of told his story and then yeah yes i good. that's the way to do it yeah yeah i haven't i still haven't read it still to this day it's 60 the 60 stuff just doesn't some of it i like um weirdly the stuff i'd like the most was um the jack kirby stanley um nick fury stories interesting which was just i read it because it was part of a crossover event or well, it wasn't a crossover it wasn't called a crossover at that point but the stories interlinked with other stories in captain america and hulk and stuff so it's a storyline called them and it's it introduces the red skull as part of this whole thing but i mean like, if you were reading all those titles in the 60s it made more sense together right. but if you read them separately it's like okay this is still cool but then the the shield Comics are just crazy. There's just it's nuts, and and Kirby's crazy machine designs and Love like that they stuff. don't work. It looks like looks like two office chairs. This robot has got two office chairs for legs, basically, and like this radar head or something. And it's just like bizarre, but it's just brilliant. It's yeah. brilliant. And then Dum Dum Duke at one point, I think he gets shot or hit in the head. And then he, he goes like, luckily, luckily I was wearing my um, head protector under my bowler hat. And it's just like a metal bowl he's got under his hat. Like, <laughs> why? And he's never worn it again. Never wore it before, never wore it again. I just happen to wear it today. Saved. Like, it's just so random. But I loved it. I like that I stuff. It, just for its weirdness. Yeah, right? That's the thing. It's, it's just wacky enough to be, there's something more here. And that's why it was wacky. Yeah. You got to see through the wackiness. It sounds so strange what I'm saying, but it's almost like there's something there. I think you have to, you have to relish, you kind of have to relish it and let go a little bit. Whereas yeah. I think with, there's a preciousness to Spider-Man and you feel like you should, I don't know, I've, I've always felt like I should feel a certain way while I'm reading it. You and should. I don't. And I had the same with X-Men and I just didn't like it. You know, the Lee Kirby X-Men, I just want this to stop. Yeah, that's a funny one, right? I have no desire to read Lee and Kirby X-Men. I just feel like it was... um, They were experimenting with something that someone else understood better than them. That's the feel I get from it. Okay. And the the sort of... um, What, the run was what? 12 issues? They weren't on it it long. long. I think it was... Yeah, it might be a few more. I think it might be like 18. I can't remember. Yeah. It wasn't long. No, it wasn't long. And I and I almost feel like the um, 78, the relaunch or the rebirth of X-Men, when they become uncanny. The, 
all new, all different. No, the, is that what they were called back then? Oh, yeah, it was kind of the all new, all different X Men when when Wolverine and Storm and that joint up seventy four. Giant size X Men number one. Is that seventy four? Yeah. And you That's say me. And you say that the seventies is not good enough. I, I Pish don't. Posh. I am, what, do you know what? I've, I've got the omnibus of X Men, and it wasn't until Bone came on that I started to like. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, I struggled. Okay. Through it. Okay. I'm. I've read. Yeah, I've read all. I read all that stuff once on a vacation. I had the epic with me where it begins and it ends at the Iron Fist issue, around there. Right to one ten. I think it goes to like giant size, and then issue ninety four to one ten. And it's a lot. Okay. Of, so yeah, it'll take. A lot. It takes time to read those. Uh-huh. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, I liked it though. I, I did enjoy it. I didn't. I I enjoyed what they were setting up. I guess that's why, because you know it's all going to pay off. Yeah, I think you could see they were trying to figure it out as they went. You know what they wanted to do? Make it feel international, and then they were going, "Who are these people?" Right, right, right. Um, but you, because we know who they are now, it makes it kind of a lot easier to to read it. Going, oh, is that how this happened? And, we find out Wolverine's called Logan from a leprechaun. What the? <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. It's, it, I, I was talking to Daph the other day about, um, she was asking me about the Thor movie. We we're just chit chatting about it outside. And I was explaining beta Ray bill and she just got completely wide eyed hearing the story about the ballad of beta Ray bill and why I would always hope that they would put that in a movie. She's like, that's keep talking about it. And, and I, <laughs> I put up one of those YouTube videos that give her the uh, they give you like the breakdown in five minutes. Yeah. So it, it so it's like these silly, ridiculous things that you find yourself so enamored with that when you tell it, other people get excited just because of how excited you are. It's like, yeah. No, it's totally um, infectious, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and just thinking about how, like, man, I'm telling you about. A transformed alien who looks like a horse and dresses like Thor. <laughs> Stupid. What question are we on, Dave Mullen? I don't know. Um, it was the film we've been to watch for 10 years. The follow-up question was, what comic have you been meaning to read for 10 years? Oh, okay. I guess we could say Hellboy. Yeah. It, that works. It, it works. <laughs> and that's not to, that's not to be... It's not to be chintzy, but I actually went to Mocha Fest in New York City. It's What's a that? it's a um, indie comic book festival. We got something here called TCAF, which is very similar, okay. and it's um, it's in New York City in Hell's Kitchen, not too far from the Javits Center where the New York Comic Con is held. But it's much smaller, much more intimate. But you do get your image stars and your Mike Mignola was there when I went. Right. He was the oh, headliner. Dude. I didn't care. Because I had never read Hellboy. Had you never read anything of his? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've definitely owned issues of his comics. And I understood. Like, I nudged Daph. I'm like, that guy created Hellboy. And he's, like, his... Him being here is a big deal. I knew it was a big deal, but I felt like if I went to the table, I was I would just be posing. Yeah, I know what you mean. Right. So I was oh, nice to meet you. 
you know, it's nice to have you here sort of thing. But I wasn't like, can I get your autograph? And I didn't have anything. It would have been so insincere because I just hadn't read it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I, I definitely oh, want I to. I know, right? That's shame on me. I actually went there to meet the uh, writers of March. Oh, that was right, right. Got you. They were on one side and he was on the other side of the table. So you chose March, which is also a great book. So Yeah, they were. I think they were the, um, the feature of this show. They had a bunch of panels oh, with them. Yeah, yeah. And John, John Leguizamo was there. I can't say his name. You know John Leguizamo? Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was there um, promoting his book. He did a graphic novel autobiography. Did he? Yeah, he did. So I, Have you read it? No, I hadn't read it, and I didn't buy it when I was there. Again, I'd be just like excited because you're a celebrity. So me and, me and Daff are literally waiting to interview Andrew Aiden, and I'm standing right beside John Leguizamo. <laughs> and so I got... So I got Check this out. Leguizamo, Mignola, and I'm waiting for the guy who nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a tryhard. Well, that's the thing. Someone said to me the other day, if you could interview anybody, who would it be? Mm. Like someone who, famous, who would it be? Who would you, when, you know, you've done that, you kind of feel like you've made it. Great um, question, even though it's so cliche, like it, it's the best question. It wouldn't question. be anyone anyone knows. Yeah. Who would it be? Oh God, probably. Well, I don't know. It's probably, I want to make up for the incident with Alan Davis. <laughs> I humiliated myself. I it. knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Let's try to get him on the show, and that'll be your interview. Yeah, I'll sit in on it. Like, um, I don't know if you ever watched Joe Rogan. He's got his like producer Jamie, who looks things up while he's talking. Oh uh, right. No, I haven't. I don't think I've really watched any. I'd be your Jamie. I would just sit in the back and. So here's the facts for this and this and this. See you guys later. Continue. But just just in the background, Dave, you've got to speak. Um, <laughs> like he's right there. Dead air is a crime, Dave. Not again, Dave. <laughs> Not again. Don't don't do it again. Don't clam up, Dave. You can do this. I'll I'll, I'll go on with the English accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jump hello on. there. I'm Dave Molinux. Molinux. Oh, nice governor. Apples <laughs> and pears. Oh, that's good. So Alan Davis would be your choice. I got a couple, but none of them are comic related. I, actually, that's not true. I'd want to talk to Roger Stern, Kurt Busick, just because they're hard to get in touch with. Uh, I would like to try John John Byrne. Really? Yeah. It'd be, it, just just to try it. I like the grumpy. Like I like the guys that everybody kind of hates. In a weird way, I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's just that kind of know it. He, he looks like he kind of figures he's he knows it. He knows better than you. And the interviews I've seen with him, I'm just kind of going like, would I, would I push it if I was talking to him? <laughs> would I try and get a rise out of him just because like when people when people behave that way, it just provokes me. Yeah, right. And you just let them go because you know what? Like I'm only talking to you because I know that you're going to say some, I don't want to say inflammatory things, but perhaps. Maybe. Right? You're, you're, you won't care. And I like that. Go ahead. Uh -huh. Don't care. I don't agree with you, perhaps, but don't care. <laughs> Do it. You might be right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Probably this is um such a vanilla answer. 
but I would really like to interview Jay Z. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And Bret Hart, just because of the childhood hero, but both of those guys. Like, and I feel very uh, presumptuous in saying this, but I see other people interview, and I'm like, I could, yeah. I could do better than that. I would ask him. <laughs> I would ask him this question, and then he'd be like, "Whoa, you really listen." Yeah. Oh, dude. That's the thing. You saying that now makes me realize I really wanted to. I really, I would love to interview Clint Mantle, who the he wrote soundtracks. So he did the soundtrack for Requiem for a Dream. Um, I think he did the Fountain. He did the Wrestler. But he also recently did Suic- um, uh, Peacemaker. Okay soundtrack but he was the lead singer in a band that i loved when i was about 13 to 20 yeah at its i still love them now but yeah um cool pop will eat itself but they've got loads of comic references in their um in their yeah songs. and that's the thing like i want to pick your brain yeah so i want to talk to him about his not necessarily you know career or anything but just what interests him and yeah, like exactly. their stuff was riddled with pop culture references, right? Yeah, and, and you know that there's there's some there's a reason for that. Like you reference this movie like this, or you reference this comic book character in this song. Like, tell me the story. Yeah, because you know it's a good one. Sorry, what? it would be a good one, right? Whatever story. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, the things I've chatted to him about comics on Instagram. Nice. He he follows the Omnibus Comics guy. Hey, well, get him on the show. I, I did. Well, we'll go into I'll talk to you about it after. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay that, that would be awesome. If that was a, a possibility, yeah. I would have to check your pulse and say, Dave, don't forget to speak. That'd be great. <laughs> don't climb up, Dave. We're on. We're live. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could dream. You never know what could happen. You never know. Got to try these things. Your your response to comic you've been meaning to read for over ten years was Hellboy, wasn't it? Hellboy. Originally, it would have been something like uh, maybe Preacher or Planetary, something like that. But now oh. it's Hellboy because I've read portions of those other series, so I'm those are checked off the list. Cool. That's cool. Okay. Um, it made me realize I don't have an answer for that as well. No. Because you read everything. No. Uh, there, there must be something. There's tons of stuff. Probably, you know, weirdly, probably Akira. Yeah. Yeah, I've that's a good pick. It. Yeah, I haven't read it either. I haven't read any manga. I'm scared. I haven't read much. I'm scared too. I don't know. I don't know. There's no cuz. Um, I, 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 I think I would like it too much because anyone who's read it and who are comic book fans swear by that experience and I just I, I don't have the room <laughs> that's all it is it has nothing it has nothing to do with anything else other than if I start and I like it we got a problem it's purely practical that's the I only do, I reason Gantz. I don't don't read it because it will kill you for space but I think they're about they're gonna be about 13 of these yeah books yeah um and that'll be it but um oh my god I'm loving it but it's crazy and don't read it on the bus like stuff like that berserker lone wolf and cub all these things that those are those can be added to like things that i haven't read in 10 years stuff like that yeah i think they're re-releasing the omnibus collection of lone wolf and cub this year 
um, because it was out of print. So just in case anyone's up for reading that, it, um, Dark Horse have announced it is coming out this year. That's cool. Very cool. Um, before I jump to the next question, I did want to say um, <clears throat> our Discord channel is available to everybody. You can jump in. Um, chat about comics is broken up into lots of different categories, whether it's about Marvel, DC, about indie characters, all sorts of related stuff. Um, we're looking at doing a, a book club, which has literally just happened today. I actually want to thank, um, uh, this is going to sound funny if I say people's usernames out loud, but Bitty and Meat Trunks, who have been very kindly um, running it, essentially, because <laughs> I'm really new at Discord. I'm new to Discord and I don't know it, but they've been they've been great. Um, so yeah, it's it's a small following at the moment, but if you do want to get on and talk to like-minded people, um, just about comics and get recommendations and recommend your own stuff and share your collection, especially where Instagram's being such a dick at the moment um, and making it really difficult to people sharing what they love. But yeah, jump on. Um, we, I guess we can put a, a link to it. Can we in? Of course. The notes. Of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's growing slowly, but um, yeah, it's there to be joined. So join, join in. That's great. I'm looking forward to that. You got such great ideas that things that I didn't even think about doing for the podcast. That I'm happy that uh, you got your your brainstorming some stuff, and when people respond and and um, let you know, like, hey, thanks for this recommendation, that episode, or you're helping me curate my collection. It's not, it's not a matter of like, that's right, because we know it all. It's just more, it's helpful because we remember yeah. what it's like to go through those places on your own and be like, anybody read this? Anybody know? <laughs> Where do I start? That's the thing. It's so hard. To, and the thing is, even now, it's like with Valiant, I wasn't sure where to start. Even though I read it before from the beginning, I was thinking like, do I start there though? Or is it, you know, is there the new stuff that I should read? Where do I start? And that can be for anybody. And I've, I've been reading comics for over 30 years. And there's plenty I don't know. Oh, and yeah. you know, you're you're much the same. You know, you'll openly admit, like, I don't know, I don't know whether I've never read that. What, you know, wouldn't know where to start. And that's the best way to be. Um, yeah, and stuff like the Instagram page, and you know, these other uh, um, there's a Facebook page, Tumblr, and there's Discord as well. Which incidentally, Discord wasn't my idea. That was that was actually me Trump's idea, I, I think. Um, so thank you again for that. But yeah, it's just more opportunity, I guess, just to chat to people and, and get to figure out where to begin. Because that's what this is all about, essentially, isn't it? It's all about, you know, I love the comics. It was, it was interesting one day when someone, I think I mentioned this before previously, so apologies if I'm repeating. There was someone that basically said, I don't, you must be getting paid by Marvel because who would do this for free? Why would you do it for free? Said, because I love comics and I don't want comics to die. Yeah. <laughs> so... The only way to do it is to spread the word. Yeah, but you do get a lot of people that are still quite shy about re being a comics fan. I'm like, well, don't be. No, because it, again, I think it's I think it's that stigma of it being for kids. Yeah, still, even to this day, it's still, still considered for kids. And yeah, I could see why, but it's really not because it's really not. you're preacher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and and who you're you're running to the theater just as fast as the five year old who may or may not be allowed to watch Multiverse of Madness, but you are, yeah, right, and exactly. you're taking pictures in the theater, and why do you think that shit exists? Because of nerds <laughs> like us. 
Get on Discord. Oh, yeah. We've been holding on to this for you guys so you can catch up when you're ready. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you another question. Let's do it. Um, I'm just intrigued. So this, this is a little, I was going to call it a three-way. Why does it always go that route? Because um, we're dirty old men. <laughs> it's always filth with you two. So, okay. Um, I want to know how you pronounce, this is going to come through on your WhatsApp, how you pronounce this word. On my WhatsApp. All right. Has that reached? Has it reached Canada yet? It's reached it. <laughs> I say, Shiar Empire. Ooh. How do you say it? Shiar. Shiar. Yeah. Why? What do you think is the right way? Um, I think it's whatever you want it to be, really. Um, but I think because I say she because I think like if it was for some reason I thought like if it's Japanese. SHI would be she. But it could be shy. I don't know. How do they do it in the X-Men cartoon? I think they say she are Empire. And when I read it now, the reason why, this is really, really geeky, inside baseball. If you want what? to... In, inside baseball? You don't know that term? No. Inside baseball is like um, when you get into the weeds of the sport that only people who are really into something care. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know what the equivalent would be in England if it would be like inside soccer or football. It would or... be entering cricket. There you go. There you it go. I believe you. I believe you because I'm a moron. Oh, God, no. I'm out of my depth. He believes me. <laughs> yeah, so we got a term. It's very like something being very inside comics. Like only people in the know would know. I guess you could okay. say. So, growing up, when we would, uh, my upbringing, we would do uh, public reading. We would do public Bible reading. Okay. And a lot of the names in the Jewish language have that accent. Oh, okay. Well, the, yeah, yeah. The, and the rule of thumb was you extend the sound of the vowel. That it follows. Okay. So if it was an E, you wouldn't just do a uh sound. It would you would really pronounce the E. Okay. Or you would really pronounce the A. That was the, your way of how do I get my way around this long name like Methuselah or whatever it is in you know Jewish history. Right. So the that's why I said Shiar. It just came to my head like. Oh, okay. That's why, but but that doesn't mean I'm right because. That is not a Jewish word. No. And I'm not Jewish. It's very weird that I'm... I'm, it's, I'm not, I never took Hebrew class. <laughs> There's always time. I thought, I wondered if it was maybe a little uh, little nod and a wink to Mr. LaBeouf. Oh, Shia. Shia. <laughs> no. So I've got another one for you. Go for it. How do you pronounce this word? Hmm. Excuse me, I just took a sip of something, but I really like this game. I thought I'd time it for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. It's Magneto. Yeah. It's Magneto. Why is it Magneto? Cause Why isn't it Magneto? They're magnets. You're right. Why does Magneto... Is Magneto sound like a better name because we're just yeah. used to it? Magneto would be crap. But what if you only knew it as Magneto? I bet. What? When do you think people realize you said Magneto? Do you think it was a cartoon? 
probably. I, th- th- I mean, the thing is, I always called him Magneto. Um, but I bet there were people that did call him Magneto. I think it would be Double T if it was Magneto. That's right? probably why. Yeah. But I'm sure there would be people that would call him that. And then they watch the cartoon and go, oh. So I'm well, sure I've done that with plenty of stuff as well. Okay, how about I, how about I send one to you? That is um, often debated on how you say it. (laughs) (laughs) He's it's still Ra's al Ghul, even though the cartoon he's Ra's al Ghul. To me, it's Ra's al Ghul because it's R A apostrophe S. Yeah. How do you say it? Depends. Depends on my mood. Depends on what? (laughs) Depends on my mood. Oh, your mood. Sometimes it's like Raj Al Ghul, but oh. if if memory serves, the guys who created the character say it's Raj Al Ghul. I think the two creators pronounce it the two different ways. I think you're right, but they both agree that whatever is right, whatever you want to go with is right. Which you see, I kind of like. This is there's this really lovely story about Stan um, about Jack Kirby when this little kid came up to him. And kept talking about Darkseid, but called him uh, Darkseed. Yeah. And he was going, yeah, Darkseed, yeah, Darkseed this, Darkseed that. And he went, and he basically at one point he went, I'm just going to stop you, just let you know, he's called Darkseid. And the kid went, no, he's Darkseed. And Jack Kirby went, okay. And and changed it when he was talking to about him. He said Darkseed while he was talking to this kid. That's Which great. is really sweet. It is very sweet. I like, And it kind of... I, when I was young and I didn't hear anyone say it, I said Darkseed. Uh-huh. In my head, it was Darkseed. There's no reason why it could be. It's such an odd, like, <laughs> such an odd spelling. How nerdy are we that we're asking, how do you say this guy's name? I know. <laughs> well, look, I have one more for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, last one. Okay. Ah, my phone keeps blacking out. No. Sure I... Oh. Oh, come on. Charles, you got it. Charles Xavier. I never say Xavier. Why? Because it's X-Men. Charles Xavier. But it's pronounced Xavier. I get it. Don't be, don't, don't be that guy, Dave Molyneux. <laughs> Do you know what I like though about Xavier? Is it sounds like Xavier. True. But so, so does Xavier. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the fact that it's the letter X. It's the X-Men. Come on. There's, a, there's an X at the end of my name, and it's not pronounced. I'd love to. If you gave me permission to call you Molinux, I would <laughs> I would take it. <laughs> Molinux. There's a, a blender here called Moulin, or there was, called Moulinux, and everyone thought that was my name for a long time. Is it spelled the same? No, there's all sorts of letters missing. Oh, okay. Like I said, the That's only reason. Necessary amount of letters in my hand. Yeah, <laughs> the only reason is because of the the French that we have in Canada. You know how to say oh, certain course. names because of that. They have like Mario Lemieux, who was a very famous soc- uh, hockey player. So, right. but yeah, Molinux is that's a good name. <laughs> if I join the X Men or founded them, I'll change my name to Molinux. Okay. It have to be. If you were the leader of the X-Men, you would be Dave Molinux. Full stop. It's Xavier. Anyway, moving on to the next <laughs> question. Uh, what song changes the way that you walk down the street? 
Ooh. That's a good one because the other day I had that song. <sighs> it was a song from Puff Daddy and Mace. Been Around the World, the remix. I don't know that. Look it up. It's okay. uh, it's from 1997-98, right from my sweet spot of finding hip-hop music. And it's just a fun, summer-sounding, very light, makes you kind of... It, it had that jiggy feel. You know when they would say, like... Like getting jiggy with it. Kind of, but way better. <laughs> yeah, it makes me happy. If I'm walking the dog and that song is playing, you might see me making a fool of myself. <laughs> or... Or sometimes, this is really nerdy, I imagine if I was a pro wrestler, what would my theme music be? My entrance Ooh. music. What music would your entrance have? It Well, it would probably be impossible for this to be the case, but I feel like a Led Zeppelin song would be pretty perfect, like when the levee breaks. Because it, okay. it just has those drums at the beginning, and then when it... Boom, 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 and it echoes, and then finally the guitar comes in. You know the song I'm talking about, right? <laughs> no. You don't know when the levee breaks by Led Zeppelin? I've never heard it. I'm not that familiar with Led Zeppelin, and it's only funny enough. Um, my youngest daughter has become obsessed with um, <clears throat> what's it called? It come from the land of the ice and snow. What's it called? The immigrant song. Immigrant song. Thor's theme because... song. Uh, yeah, the Thor song. Because uh, Cybertronic Spree, who's a band who dressed up as the Transformers, sing it. Mm. So you get you watch a band dressed as RC, Hot Rod, Unicron, all these characters, like Shockwave's on drums, which makes no sense in today because Shockwave has a cannon for one arm, so how can he hold his thing? Um, just, just, I'm just saying, all right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and they're doing Immigrant Song, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and yeah, my kid's obsessed with it. And I'm probably slightly obsessed with it. If they if they play a comic con over here, I I take it with yeah. it earplugs earbuds. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Led Zeppelin has a couple of like those anthemic sort of like you step into a room and it's just it's epic. I used to listen to more or um, like Thunderstruck from ACDC. Uh huh. Oh, do you know what I like as well? Like, like that. There was with war, war pigs. Yeah. Um, who did war? Well, that was Black Sabbath. Wasn't That's it? right. That's right. Were yeah. you were you into metal? Yeah, up? but not really old school stuff. So, what was your what was the stuff that you liked? Um, well, I kind of got it was. I was an indie kid for a long time, which over here was like it just meant if you're on an indie label, so it could be anybody, but it would be like the wonder stuff and. But they weren't on an indie label, but they're still considered indie. Probably to self-mention, I mean, Summit Dustbin, most people, um, most bands people haven't really heard of at this point. Um, and then it kind of got heavier and it, so it was like alternative rock stuff and it was Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and, you know, that kind of stuff. And then it went into the Marilyn Manson territory and then it went into the Slipknot territory. So it kind of got heavier and heavier. As I got older, which is actually normally the opposite of how it goes, I kind of became more immature. So I think like in my twenties, I was going to see Slipknot. Um, that was a great kick, but that was like two thousand. Jeez, time time um, flies, man. Time flies. Does scary. Yeah, 
So I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, specifically, I'm kind of going like, oh, I like metal, so I must like all these bands now. I just pick and choose bits. I've always done that. I mean, some of it's a little obscure, but not much. Because I think my father, I'll do favorite. I think they do favorite albums thing another time. But um, yeah, I love uh, at the driving, like a, but a specific album by at the driving. So in that kind of alternative rock. Uh, arena so it's just yeah i just kind of pick and choose the bits i want i've got tons of music on my itunes but it's such a bizarre mix me too of stuff i have a lot more hip-hop again on my on my itunes but i've been making some playlists where it's just like man it's a weird it's a weird mix of stuff you got and that's cool though when you have that yeah. diversity that you yeah. can't really be pigeonholed or i'm going to red hot chili pepper concert one day and the next day, I'm gonna go and see this rapper. Uh huh. You know, I like that. It's nice. It's good to be able to do that. Yeah. I think there's this weird tribalism with music sometimes that you feel like you can't veer off into stuff um, because that's because that's outside the territory. <laughs> like, like whatever you like. Well, I I think I realized for myself that if I if I cling to like hip hop. You can't really, and this is the snobbiness in me, pardon me, but you can't really claim you like hip-hop and act like you don't like the music that hip-hop borrows from. Because it borrows okay. from soul, and it borrows from reggae, and it borrows from jazz. And it's like, the people who make the music you like are, what's the word? Not just eclectic, but they're like audiophiles. Uh -huh. like they really listen to everything. That's why yeah. the music is so good. So I, yeah. would, I, I realized that when I was a, a young kid and I was a fan of this guy named Kanye West. Nobody knew who he was yet. And he samples like The Doors on a Jay-Z album. Yeah, he samples The Doors on this song called Takeover. And then at the same time, he'll sample uh, Harold Melvin and I forgot what the, or Bobby Blue Bland. And all of these different, yeah, all of these different Are artists. Are making these up? No. <laughs> David Ruffin, people that were like in Motown, for instance, okay. right? Or all these soul groups. But then you'd get, get oh. like the doors. It's like, man. So he's listening to that and he's listening to that. And he heard a good song in all these different styles of music. So that let me know you got to be more well-rounded in order to yeah. really make good music yeah that is true and it was the and it was being honest with myself I was like no no the only reason you like this song is because they borrowed it from prince you think you don't like prince but maybe if you're honest with yourself the only reason you like this song is because of that artist so give that artist respect yeah. it was more of a, like a respect thing to the craft of making music because uh -huh. you're that right sense. it is very tribal yeah, it can be. It can be. I, I think possibly more in males. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's true. I think men are in theory more tribal anyway. But that's a whole nother. Here's a question for you that is random, but it just came to me. Do you think that men have the was it propensity? Is that the right word? Or just are they more likely? I think they are to be nerds. <laughs> I think men obsess over the detail of things. So I kind of think, like, you know, it's, it's funny because people always think of comics as nerdy and 
certain types of films as nerdy, like sci-fi films as nerdy or playing Dungeons and Dragons. I think like most men will know too much about the given subject regardless. So like over here, <clears throat> there'll be, there'll be guys that can tell you about football, who scored what goal against who in what year at what minute of the match. Mm. That isn't nerdy. I don't know what is. That's information you don't need. If it's information you don't need and you know a lot of it, that's nerdy. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's sports. doesn't Com- matter. Completely. And that's what I say to everybody who makes fun of me. I'm like, dude, you're looking at the guys plus, minus, this, that, quarterback percentage rating against this team in this weather. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah, and, and you're making fun of me because I've read this book. <laughs> Same with like cars. It's same with I think I think men are just. A, I think I don't know what it is. It's probably in our genetic programming. I think we're more obsessive. It doesn't mean that you know other people aren't obsessive, but I think it generally tends to be in the in the Y chromosome. I think so, and the only reason why why that came to me now is just thinking about even how we um, interact with like men being tribalistic about music and mm. sports and fishing and whatever car racing whatever it is they become very much you know too much about that why yeah and it's very much more of a man thing i think yeah i think so i, I would agree i think that's that's why it seems weird to like i mean no one says hobby past a certain age but men tend to have their escapes <laughs> yeah and that's a hobby mate <laughs> yeah yeah and i think it's Maybe this is me uh, apologizing for, but I think it's one of the most healthiest things for people to have. Is something yeah. that they really enjoy, give themselves permission to enjoy, as long as no one's getting hurt by it. Of course, there's always that caveat, and you know your children are still being fed, and every you know all of that. Unless, unless the hobby is BDSM, in which case some people are wanting to get hurt by it. So that's <laughs> very true. Dave Molyneux to the rescue. <laughs> I'll shut up now. Next okay. question. So we're going to breeze through the last few because I've literally still got four questions to cut. No, we'll do one more. We could do one more. One. We could do one more. Okay. All right. So, Han Solo or Indiana Jones? Ooh, that's a good one. Man, pardon my silence. Where do you? What do you sacrifice here? Do you sacrifice the planet you live on or the whole universe? <laughs> I wasn't expecting this to go to sacrifice. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to go Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Um, I kind of feel like they're somewhat similar but clearly different enough, clearly. but they look um, really similar. Yeah, yeah, you know, very similar <laughs> era too, right? One follows the other yeah. kind of thing. But Indiana Jones, because, I mean, Harrison Ford, nobody else. I, they were going to get Tom Selleck to play that role. I know. Can you imagine that? Well, I mean, we wouldn't have known any different. But... I could see why that would be a, an option. I could, uh-huh. but I'm happy that it worked out the way it did. Yeah. Because he really... Uh, Came into his own, right? It's just so yeah. iconic. 
so iconic. Completely. That would be a series, again, that would have been a choice of something to continue in comic books. Yes. And it did. It did. But it, but wasn't, it wasn't anything to write home about. I thought Dark Horse did some, but I they didn't did. see them. Yeah, Are they, they the did. ones you mean? Because I think Marvel did as well, didn't they? John Byrne was trying to work on it. Yeah. and, and um, it, Apparently Lucasfilm were just a pain in the ass. Yeah, for some reason, I, I feel like it would be great to do that now. Mm. Back then... I just feel it was too much of a, I don't know, too obvious. Whereas now, if you get the right artist on in an, an image book or a Dark Horse version, and you get like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a writer that would be a good fit for for that. Maybe Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips doing Indiana Jones would be really cool to see. I mean, I'm ordering it now. You know, with with if that sort option, of I'll take that. with that pulpy, because he's got a, a flair for the pulp era. He really yeah. likes that, and I just feel Sean Phillips would draw the hell out of it, or like a or like a Wade Insomni. I think could have some fun with that. I say I'd like that, to see Magnolia do it at least a one off. I think that would be good too. You're right. That yeah. would be good too. A lot of Nazi villains. It'd be perfect for him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I am going to keep going because these are really quick fire questions, all right? Go, go, so, go. Super fast. What noise does a giraffe make? <laughs> what I just did. I'm laughing like a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> that's cheating. Uh, okay. Is that your answer? Yeah, that's my answer. What noise okay. does a giraffe make? I don't know. No oh, one knows. Probably the way I laugh. Someone must know. I bet a giraffe knows. Um, least favorite member of the all new, all different X Men, not including Thunderbird. Least favorite member, mm, Cyclops. Okay, fair enough. Although, oh, is that actually he was a he was a hangover? Yeah, it's I true. I didn't say not including Cyclops. Uh, and it's not fair because I kind of like Cyclops, anyways. Like I don't hate him. I just at, at that I, point in time, he was quite boring, though. I just think his powers, like, is it a power or is it a handicap? Can you say that anymore? Like, he, he has to always have something on his head. Like, are you useful or are you a danger? All the other ones, I can see them hard. Like, you know what I mean? Well, some of them are like that. Like, Wolverine's kind of a, is he, is he a danger or is he, but in a different way, I suppose. Yeah, but it's not, like, he's in control of, like, I'm going to take the, whereas, whereas Scott, like, you got to put these on because you can't open your eyes or look in anybody's eyes ever. They must be constantly blasting under there, though. That's what I mean. It's like it's a uh, bit weird. It's weird. Why doesn't the force push them off? Right. <laughs> your ruby quartz glasses. Get out of here. Okay. You, who's your choice? Uh, blah, 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 blah. you got Nightcrawler. So cool. Uh, they're all good. Wolverine's awesome. Storm is awesome. Colossus is great. Who else is on the team? Jean Grey. Banshee. Get rid of Banshee. Yeah, I don't. I don't like Banshee. He's a he's a stereotype. I find him offensive. Um, I stood there smoking his pipe. Yeah, get rid of Banshee. Yeah, you don't get any Irish people doing that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Banshee. Can Sunfire, I don't like. I don't, I've never liked Sunfire. I thought he was boring. But he did, he doesn't stick around, right? He no, bounces. I mean, neither of them did, but they were part of the, the, the lineup. That's true, that's good. true. Okay, okay. I guess the people who stayed around would have been Banshee. Yeah. He can go. Yeah. 
probably yeah, I'd agree. Banshee. I, I couldn't get rid of Nightcrawler or anyone like that. I love Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler's awesome. wicked. Banff. Banff, man. Banff. Um, okay, final question. What's the last superpower you imagined having? The last superpower that I imagine having? Yeah, so the last time you went, oh, it'd be really handy if I could do that right now. Ah, aha, 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 aha. Gotcha. Hmm. Probably something to do with strength. Okay. Just because it's related to work. Mm-hmm. So if ever you just want to lift something up that is so problematic to do by yourself, but it'd be easy, like this would be nice to just grab it and either throw it off the building <laughs> or... Along put, with the building. Yeah, or put it... Definitely. Hulk, Hulk smash... <laughs> was what the the most recent thing that I felt I would have loved to have. Yeah. Hulk smash. You don't want to cool. see me angry. Sorry, it keeps cutting out there, dude. Oh, What's I up? just said you don't want to see me angry, but I'm a pushover. I'd be, yeah. There you go. I'm good. That's your 10. That's, I, I can't wait for the next 10. These were fun. Especially the rapid fire ones. The giraffe, la the giraffe sound, that was good. Thank you, Mr. Dave Mullinux. Thank you, Mr. Eric Antoni. <laughs> Always a blast. Um, we're going to come back. Are we going to do a top five next? Is it time? Yeah, for top oh, five? we were talking about Dark Horse. Yeah. Should it, we do that? We could do Dark Horse, and it'll probably be uh, mostly your editions because I haven't read enough. Okay, Fairly. we'll do the other idea, but we'll, we'll discuss okay. later. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Comic Speakeasy episode of uh, The Cave of Solitude with myself and David Molyneux. I'm Eric Anthony, if, in case you don't know by now. But uh, we are also the Omniverse Comics Guide, guys. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, .com. Is it .com? Uh, well, it be Instagram, whatever it is. Uh, Omniverse Comics Guide on Instagram. Is, yeah, it'd be fine. But it, but the website is omniversecomicsguide.com. Oh, it will be. It will yeah, be. Stay tuned yet, for so. that. And again, the um, plug plug the um, Discord. The Discord, yes. Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier, um, jump on our Discord, put a link in with whatever we post. Um, so you can, you can jump on there, have a chat with other people about comics, recommend comics you've loved, um, get some recommendations, um, just chat geeky shiz basically um yeah. yeah just hop on and you know the more the merrier absolutely and rate and review us don't think that it doesn't help if you if you're a friend of mine or a friend of dave's or just a listener rate and review the show it really does help please and subscribe and we yeah. will be back with more good stuff we promise oh we will all right everybody take care dave we will talk soon bye everybody thanks dude